sex. There's no disrespect, so when I bust my rhyme, you break your necks. We got five minutes for us to disconnect from all Gentlemen, and welcome to the End Zone Militia Podcast. I am your chairman, the Snowman, and just remember that stats are cool. I am also here with my co-chairman, Captain Cade Man. I love that, Bill. Yeah, word has it that it might be one of the best uh, inventions around here. Uh, uh, we got some special guests coming on here on the show for you guys tonight. We're going to get started with our tournament coverage. Uh, we'll start with our boys' action first and move on to some of our girls' stuff. We'll talk a little bit about the new OHSAA rule that just passed this past week. We'll get uh, that all going for you. But uh, we'll get started here right away with uh, uh, joined by a special guest uh, right away. Uh, we'll talk some boys basketball, so uh, it's only right that we bring in a special guest for boys basketball. Um, so we'll see if we can get our guest in here momentarily. But, uh, you know, Kate, excited to talk some uh, tournament basketball with you. Yeah, tournament basketball is the best basketball in my opinion, Phil. Win or go home, and I like what the OJSA is doing with expanding to seven divisions, and I love that the higher seed this year gets to host, so rewards the team for having a really good season. Co- Coach, do we got you here? Let's see, yours. do we got you now? I got you on the speakerphone. I don't know why it's not working through my board. I got you on the speaker, Coach, but I don't got you on my board. I don't know why. Technology. Okay. There we go. Right. I'm on board now. Can you I? hear me? Yes, yep. I can hear right. you now. All right. Hey, okay. Technology, I can't stand it. I'll tell you what, I, 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 I'm just, it's not for me. <laughs> I, I'm, like I said, I'm the same way. That's why I'm not the tech guy of the staff. I have I have people <laughs> smarter than me in technology <laughs> to take care of that for me that that uh, I, I throw my hands up in the air typically when it comes to this stuff. So, oh. yeah, not my cup of tea either. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I understand uh, that. Uh, joined here now by Coach Chad Burt, uh, head coach of the Wauseon Indians. Uh, coach, uh, you know, you started the season. I thought, you know, you you knew what you had coming in. Maybe you weren't sure about exactly how all the pieces to the puzzle were going to fit. Uh, maybe about how things were going to look out. You sit uh, right now, I believe, thirteen and eight on the season, if I'm not mistaken. Twelve and nine. We are. I w- we are twelve and nine. Twelve and nine. Yep, so, we are twelve and nine. Yep. So twelve and nine on the season. You're right in the thick of things for an NWAL championship. Uh, talk about maybe about some of the things that you've learned about your Wauseon Indians this year. Well, you know, as you said, we knew coming in, Tyson Rodriguez was going to kind of be the the head of the spear for us. He was a first team all leaguer last year, first team all district performer. Uh, but really, we had a lot of unknowns. Um, you know, we had a few guys that sprinkled some varsity minutes last year, but we were very senior laden. Um, so we had very little experience other than Tyson returning at the varsity level. So, um, you know, we had a really good preseason, I thought. Um, but, but the reality of the situation is, as I said, we had a lot of new pieces that had to figure some things out. We got off to a little bit of a rocky start at times. I believe we were four and four at one point, um, and then went on a nice little run and we positioned ourselves well in the NWAL race. And, and, um, you know, I think we play a very tough schedule. We've been in a lot of games. Uh, oddly enough, sort of a quirky schedule. We have eight home and 14 road games this year. Um, so uh, we were in a lot of really good uh, with, with good teams, some road games, and weren't quite able to pull it out. So, uh, but, but, you know, the idea of that is hopefully it serves its purpose in the, in the tournament play and NWAL play and, and uh, makes you better in the long run. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, you talk about uh, some of the schedule that you guys have played this year. You open up with Archibald, then you play against Napoleon on the road, Genoa, very quality team, Liberty Benton, a very quality team, uh, Liberty Center, a very quality team, a nice win over Evergreen. Uh, you know, you talk about the the game you got coming up. Obviously, Brian, I think, uh, you know, they're a team that's – they can be really, really good at times, and then they have struggled at times – uh, just talk about maybe some of the things that you guys have to do not to get overconfident, not to look past an opponent such as Brian who can come in and knock you off on any given night. What's the mentality that you guys have to go have going into this weekend? Well, we, we say every week, you know, really beginning in week one, that, that with the balance of the league, every night you're playing for a league title. Um, that, you, you know, you really can't afford to put yourself behind the eight ball with an early loss and, and hope for some, some help. Um, and, you know, we talked – after uh, the weekend and, and even the, in today's practice, literally this Friday, we're playing for a league title. We can finally say it and mean it. Um, and if there's anything this league has taught us the last couple of years, it's not to overlook anybody. Um, you know, we didn't have a great weekend uh, last weekend. Um, and so I, I really don't think it's going to be a case where we're going to overlook Brian Friday night. Um, and that's not to say we're going to go over there and, and, you know, win or lose, but I hope that we can go over there and play well. Uh, we certainly respect what they do. Brock does a great job with his preparation. Um, his kids play extremely hard. Uh, the record doesn't reflect um, really how competitive they've been. They've been on the losing end of some very close games, also to some very quality opponents. So, you know, we're going to have our hands full. But if you would have told me at the start of the season that we had a chance to, you know, hop on a bus and go to Brian for a chance at, at a share of a league title, I think we would have taken it to start the season. Yeah, I, you know, I, I agree with what you're saying there. Um, you know, let's talk a little bit about your guys' tournament draw, uh, you draw a one seed. Um, I think if we would have said, hey, Coach Burt, you're going to be a one seed in the tournament at the start of the season, you would say, yep, sign me up for that. Um, and then it's funny that you talk about you're playing Brian this week because you could possibly see them uh, in back-to-back -back games. Brian is going to be playing against Port Clinton. Uh, maybe tell us a little bit about what you know about Port Clinton um, if you were to see those guys, obviously maybe not a team that you'd see much of being around here. Obviously a lot of size and toughness, but uh, maybe something you know a little bit about Port Clinton and maybe how you feel about your tournament draw. Yeah, it was, uh, like I said, it, it's sort of an unusual, um, I, I guess, predicament when you're, a, you know, you're, you're one of the top seeds that you really have very little control of the tournament bracket, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, you put yourself up on the tournament bracket early, you know, uh, whether you want to pass or go on right away. And then you kind of sit back and, and see how everything plays out that, you know, I, I've said before, sometimes the five and the six seeds are, are ideal because you can really select your opponent, kind of try to figure out who you match up with best, um, really select the time you want to play, the location you want to play. So it, it's kind of a quirky situation, but, you know, especially we, you know, we're on the road, as we said to Brian this, this Friday, and, and we could very easily see him the following Friday. Uh, when you talk about Port Clinton, they've got a very good point guard. Um, he kind of centers their offense. He had 40 the other night. Um, just Yeah, he can just score in a variety of ways. Prefers really to get the rim, but but he can shoot it. Um, they've got a just a big horse inside, um, uh, you know, that, that's just a big, wide-body, strong kid. I don't I haven't seen their football roster, but I'm assuming he's a football player. He looks, looks about like a right tackle to me. And um, – 
And then they've got what you know we would maybe call a stretch four in today's game, a kid that has some length to him that can step out and shoot the three. So, you know, a lot of times that league, they want to get up and down. They want to push tempo, and, and Fort Clinton is, is actually willing to play both styles of play. So um, I, I think that game with Brian is going to be a really interesting, um, you know, game. And, and the, the sort of, again, the quirky thing about our sectional is there are so many leagues represented. Um, there are really a lot of unknowns. Uh, you know, you look up and down that sectional draw or the district draw, and, and we really don't have a lot of common opponents within ourselves. It's not like the Division Three sectional. Um, you know, sometimes they call it the NWOL sectional. Uh, we're, we're yeah. you know, where everybody knows everybody. Um, you can, you can, you know, uh, push push the copying machine on and put put push print uh, and just reprint a scouting report from three weeks ago because you just played them. Uh, this this is just almost a polar opposite. It, we're talking, I guess, we have a chance to play Brian, but um, there are just very few teams that we're familiar with. So it makes for a really interesting sectional. Like I said, a lot of styles represented, a lot of leagues represented, um, and, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, Coach, Kate Bidak again. Nice to hear from you again. Absolutely. So, Coach, I kind of want to elaborate on what you said about picking your sectional, your time, your date if you want to play mm-hmm. or not. Is that kind of your preferred method if you have a chance to kind of take a little bit of rest, to take a rest? Yeah, we, you know, we, we've uh, – I know there's some – sometimes some of the better teams, some of the top teams prefer to jump in the bracket right away. Um, even with our best teams, we, we have pretty much always taken a bye. Um, you know, at this time of the season, you're playing Friday, Saturday, Friday. So, so you really – at this point of the season, even though we play some Tuesday, Wednesday games, you don't play a lot of Tuesday, Wednesday games. So even if you take the bye, you're still on your normal week of preparation. You, you know, your kids are used to playing a Friday or Saturday game and not, you know, not playing until the following Friday. Uh, so we've always taken the bye. Um, I, I'm just uh, – it's tournament time. There, there, I've seen too many low seeds, knockoff top seeds mm-hmm. that you never, you never would expect to happen. Um, and I've never been willing to roll the dice, um, you know, especially when we have uh, the, with the Division Two tournament, when we went down to WBL country with Defiance and St. Mary's and Lima Shawnee and them, we've switched our section as of late. Uh, but I just respect all of our opponents too much um, to take a chance to say, hey, we're going to we're going to we're going to, you know, put ourselves in the bracket. We're going to take that first round game because we're pretty sure we can get a win. Um, I've never done that. I, I just, like I said, I've seen I've seen it too often where where a top seed gets knocked off. Um, and, and like I said, if you take that by, you're on your normal work week. You don't take that chance of of you know being knocked off. And and um, you know you you still have two or three days to prepare. You know you're going to see the teams, uh, you know Tuesday or Wednesday night. So you're still going to have a couple days of preparation uh, to see. In our case, if poor Clinton or Brian wins, so. Um, we've pretty much always, I, I have never in my, in my tenure as head coach, I have never chosen to play the first game. If we had a choice, if we had a choice, we've always taken the bye. Um, so that's just our mentality. Hmm, that's very interesting coach. I appreciate you sharing that with mm-hmm. me, but looking at your guys' bracket right now, is there kind of a team in there that you kind of describe as maybe a sleeper in there? Uh, I, I would say sleepers, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, you look at that bracket, Obviously, Central Catholic is a five seed. They're playing the Detroit Catholic League, and I think mm-hmm. there's a couple nationally ranked teams in that league. Uh, there's a St. Mary's, a D- Detroit Central Catholic, um, and so their their record is extremely misleading. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you look at BG in our half too. I, I think you know, assuming Central and BG win, I think that'll be an interesting game 
Um, you know, BG just knocked off a very good Napoleon team. Uh, I believe it was last week. And, uh, you know, anytime with, with looking at Bowling Green or some of those NLL teams, you're playing Whitmer twice, you're playing Finley twice, you know, Northview twice. Um, you know, you're playing all these teams twice that a team that comes in nine and 10 um, is actually a very respectable record in that league. So, uh, and then you look at the other half. Uh, Toledo Scott is outstanding defensively, extremely athletic. You put Rodgers in that same boat. Um, so I, I think, again, records aside, the eye test um, of the records, you say, man, this sectional doesn't look real, district doesn't look real strong. But when you really look closely at the opponents and, 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 the, and the matchups and the teams, it's, it's actually a very solid Division II district. Thank you, Coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said, Coach. I think this is represented by a lot of schools, pretty wide open. Um, obviously, you love the one seed. You know you got to get to work and, uh, and and defend that. You know you're going to get everybody's best shot. Um, sure. Talk about maybe one of the things that you guys have improved on the most this year that's maybe outside of the normal. Yeah, you know, we struggled rebounding earlier. I, I think right. everybody wants to rebound good. Maybe something sure. that's below the radar that you have just been – you know what, guys, if we keep doing this or improving on this, we're going to be right where we want to be. I think it's it's one of the maybe underrated underrated um, skills, if you want to call that, the varsity level is scouting report. Um, you know, our, our guys coming in the season, you know, I think the difference between, let's say, every level you go up, you know, junior high basketball, you just kind of show up and play. You might know your opponents, but you, you probably don't know a lot of their X's and O's and and, and what to defend, and then fresh maybe a little more, JV a little more, but you get to the varsity level in today's day and age of, of huddle and the film sharing that goes on and the amount of games that you can watch, um, you can really get a pretty good idea of what your opponent wants to do and, and really try to take some of that away. Um, and I think early in the season, our guys, again, as we talk, we were very inexperienced at the varsity level. Um, I don't think they grasp the importance of the scouting report um, maybe sometimes the goal of the scouting report and what we're trying to take away and uh, defensively and what we're trying to accomplish offensively. Um, and I think as the season gone, has gone on, um, our guys have really recognized the importance of that and really executed for the most part our scouting report pretty well. That doesn't always mean you're going to win basketball games, but, uh, but you know, you believe if you execute the scouting report, um, you're going to put yourself in a position to win. And, and like I said, I think our guys have done a pretty good job of that. You know, Coach, with technology these days, like Huddle, for example, do you still believe in going to live scout games? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, unfortunately, sometimes, and, and other coaches will say the same, schedules don't match up. You know, most teams play Fridays and Saturdays or, you know, that occasional Tuesday and so forth or Thursday. But it's one of those things that I think you hear in football that you can't tell size and speed on film. Um, but, I, but I would say that in basketball also. Uh, you can't tell size, you can't tell speed until you really see it live. Mm-hmm. So we, we go as often as we can. We get a good feel for, you know, speed. We, we see a handful of opponents, you know, out of our 22 opponents, we maybe see half of them live um, just as our, our own schedule allows. But, uh, yeah, we absolutely see as many games as we can. And, and obviously we're doing this, we're all basketball junkies. So, <laughs> you know, we, we get out of practice on a Tuesday night or a, you know, a Thursday night, I don't mind watching, going watching more high school basketball. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Coach, just want to say thanks a lot for taking some time with us. Uh, we really appreciate it. 
Uh, good luck this coming Friday against Brian, and then good luck on March 1st. And whoever you guys are going to play, you'll play at home at 7 o'clock. So best of luck uh, down the trail, and uh, thanks for taking some time with us, Coach. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Coach. So that was Coach Chad Burt there, the Wauseon Indians. Uh, you know, I, I I wasn't overly surprised to see the one seed because they do play a tough schedule. They're they right do. there in the thick of things in the league. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I I think this is a pretty wide-open bracket. Brian, Port Clinton, Toledo Central Catholic, Woodward, Maumee, Clyde, Rossford, Rogers, Scott, both of mm-hmm. those teams were mentioned uh, the, um, by Coach Burt. So um could be interesting to see what happens there in that D2 bracket. So, um Let's look at, uh, again, I, I, I want to start a little bit at the top here on the GM si- GMC side of things. I had Wayne Trace listed uh, at the top here. Uh, um, Wayne Trace is a team uh, that is just, you know, it's kind of, they, they are, uh, they're a very good team, very good defensively. I've had to find some new weapons scoring the basketball. Uh, Wayne Trace comes in at 17-4 and overall. Uh, with key wins against Antwerp, Parkway, and Miami East. Losses against Shawnee, Berlin Highland, Miller City, and Crestview. All teams that have over 15 wins. So uh, they, you know, back at Berkey, we saw had a really good game against them. Uh, they've had to find some different scoring, but, man, have they played some good basketball despite the injury. Uh, you know, I-, I look for Wayne Trace to make some noise here in the D3 bracket. They're very capable because they feel they do a really nice job at running their sets in half court. I think Jim Winder is probably one of the best at running half court sets. And then their press on defense picking you up 90, 90 feet. So anything's possible. You can create a couple more turnovers. But, you know, so far a spark for me has been Tanner Lockoff. Tanner Lockoff has been amazing these last couple of games. Started out the Shawnee game, had four threes in the first quarter. So if they can shoot the basketball really well, Phil, they're going to beat a lot of teams. Yeah, I agree with you, Kay. Let's look at <coughs> Antwerp also from the GMC. Uh, they come in at 19-2 and two overall with key wins against Delphus Jefferson and Crestview, um, losing to Russia and Wayne Trace. Or is it? Rushi. 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 To, um, to Wayne Trace as well. Wayne Trace ended up winning outright against Paulding last week, the GMC title. Uh, so Antwerp is another one of those teams. They have some length. Their guards are lanky and athletic as well. They're one of those teams that can kind of speed you up get you in a in a rush defensively and just make things a lot of just a lot uncomfortably and then of course you got a prolific scorer like Landon Brewer a lot of things are possible there for the archers they are i don't know how i feel about their their draw is really good for the sectional but once they get into that district thinking there's one team that might get them that's they're very familiar with the last couple of years uh looking at continuing in the GMC let's look at Tenora the Rams Coming in at seven and twelve overall, with key wins against Stryker and Paulding, uh, Tenora, you know, a little bit uh, struggled to start the year. Started out one and seven uh, in that first eight games, just really had a hard time st- scoring the basketball. I think that's been a big story for them. Gotten better as the seasons progressed. They play a tough schedule as well. Uh, Tenora, a team that could get streaky, just depending on if they can hit some shots. When you got guys like Owen Ackerman that, can, that they're tough inside, Aiden Rittenhouse is a good shooter, can attack you off the dribble. He can create for his teammates. Tenora could be a tough matchup depending on who they end up facing up with um, after the first round. I think in the first matchup they have um, Eastwood. Eastwood, and then, then the winner of that would play, uh, I believe, Liberty Center, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Tenora is a very streaky team. If they shoot the ball really well, they have a tendency to play a lot harder, which most teams do. 
Adam Spichel is going to be a key third-piece guy, though. They're going to need him to shoot the basketball really well. And Tenor is one of those teams, too. If they can get hot and they can get streaky, they're going to be able to knock some teams off. Eastwood is going to have a hard time staying with Tenor. I think Tenor is a little bit more athletic, probably, than Eastwood is on the outside. Liberty Center, would, uh, if they would beat Swanton, would end up playing the winner of that game. So uh, interesting to see who gets the nod there. Um, as we said, Tenora going in at 7-12. and 12. Let's look at Wasion coming in at 12-9 and 9 overall with key wins against Liberty Center and Rossford. Uh, again, Wasion with the one seed. Uh, Rossford is in their bracket as well, so they could end up finding a rematch with Rossford. Um, they've also played a tough defiance team. Um, they've played Archibald twice. Thanks, Cap. Uh, they've played Archibald twice. Uh, they've played a tough schedule as well, uh, uh, Cade, but I'll tell you what. Um, Wasion always seems to find a way to play their best basketball in the tournament. Yeah, they're well coached. Coach Burt's going to have them ready to play. They just have a bunch of glue guys that keep everyone together, and they all do a really nice job playing the role. And they've had some role players that have really stepped up over the yep. season as well. So um, it'll be interesting to see. You know, I, I'm really looking forward to what happens in that in that bracket. I think it's pretty wide open. I think Wasion could be the favorite outside of Central Catholic. I think Central Catholic might be one of the best five seeds in the tournament, if you I ask agree me. To that. Uh, just the way that they play basketball. You, you heard Coach Burt say they play in that Detroit City League. It's a really tough league. Um, any. I wouldn't be surprised to see Central Catholic come out of that. They would have to, they would have to take down Wasion to get to the district finals. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I like Archibald in that bracket, or excuse me, I like Wasion in that bracket. But you just never know. I think BG's a solid team too, and so they can get streaky and, and really knock some teams off at the three seed. BG was lazy as the three seed. I think Bowling Green's gonna get to a district. You know, it wouldn't surprise me too much. They played some. They played some good basketball, mm -hmm. and like Coach Burt said, they knocked off Napoleon recently. So, Napoleon, a good team in their own rights. I think sixteen wins. So, uh, let's look at the Archibald Blue Streaks coming in at twenty and two overall, uh, with wins against Wasion twice and Evergreen as well. Um, Wasi, our, uh, Archibald was able to beat Wasion on Friday to kind of jump their way into the league title race. Cade Brunner with thirty-two on the night. He had seven three-pointers. Uh, just really hit some big shots when they needed to. Their role players played a big role, hit some big shots as well, 27-24 at half. I mean, this game was close all the way through, Cade. Just give give kudos to Archibald. They were able to at home, I think, was the biggest difference there, able to get some momentum, loud, packed gym. Yep. They were able to come away with the win. So being a veteran team really helps out, too, to close out those close games. And Archibald's role players have been big this year for Cade Brenner because I remember – you and I were talking about it last year. It seemed like Cade had to score 20 just for them to be really competitive. So they've grown a lot this year. Yeah, you know, you look at Jaden Seiler, who's been a, a big piece. He's able to hit the three ball. Um, and then you look at Sonny Phillips, who I think has had a nice year for them as well. Oh, and then uh, Chase Miller, uh, he's a guy that can hit the three-pointer. He'll get on there on the rebounds as well. For a guy that's 5'11", he's an excellent rebounder. Uh, let's look at the Liberty Center Tigers. The Tigers come in at 14-7 and seven overall with key wins against Archibald, Evergreen, and Patrick Henry. Archibald, or, I tell you what, okay, Liberty Center has, has played some good basketball down the stretch. They've played an extremely tough schedule. Uh, you play open up the season with Wayne Trace. You play OG in week two, three. Uh, you get Archibald. Uh, Emmanuel Christian, Scott, I mean, they, they, I mean, Liberty Center's losses have come against all the teams that are very, very good. This is a team I would not want to see in the tournament. 
Yeah, they're going to be well-prepared. They're going to be well-coached. Greg, when he finally gets them going, they're going. And you see this tough schedule. This is where it really pays dividends towards the end of the year when you're competing for a league. Uh, one of the toughest teams, too. I mean, they're just one of those teams that will just come after you, come after you, come after you, and I'll, and I'll get physical with you, and they just really make some noise. Um, Evergreen Vikings coming in at 16-5 and five overall. They have key wins against Clay, Ottawa Hills, and Eden. Uh, lost to Fostoria in a two-point loss. Fostoria, a very good basketball team. I think Division Two. I want to say Division Two. Um, that's an interesting story. Evergreen, I think, is an interesting team. Uh, I think that they have a lot of they have a lot of depth. I think they have a lot of height, uh, which is really going to be interesting. They have guys that can crash the boards, get offensive rebounds, get those slot points, if you will. Um, Evergreen sitting in a three seed, play the winner of Delta and Paulding, which I think could be an interesting contest. Moving to Delta, they're 12-8 and eight with wins against Pettysville and Elmwood. Uh, Delta is an interesting team as well at the five seed. They are 12-8 and eight overall, run that zone defense. That's mm-hmm. really good. So it'll be interesting to see how they do because, you know, you run a good zone and you can't make buckets at this time of year, Cade. You could really knock off a team. Yeah, it's really hard to prepare for it too, especially if you don't see it a lot, Phil. I agree, especially at 3-2, 2-3, see a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 3-2, they run a li- very extended. They run a little bit of a matchup out of it as well. They just throw a lot of different things at you. Um, Swanton at 7-13 and 13, uh, with key wins against Patrick Henry and Ottawa Hills. Uh, Swanton drew Liberty Center, who will play at Liberty Center on February 27th at 7 o'clock. Patrick Henry, 12-9 with key wins against Tenora, Lipsick, and Delta. Uh, Patrick Henry is in the Division Four bracket. Uh, Patrick Henry last year was knocked off by, I believe, Marion Local, and Marion Local uh, was knocked off by eventual state runner-up Crestview on a very, very questionable call. On the body foul, Patrick Henry drew a five seed, and they will take on the Montpelier Locomotives at Patrick Henry High School on the 28th at 7 o'clock, and they will play the winner of Pettysville Striker. Interesting to see that. Um, Brian coming in at 6-13. and 13. They have key wins against – or a key win against Van Wert. Uh, Brian, again, like we said, a team that's – Struggled to find some consistency. Uh, could end up seeing Wasion again if they're able to uh, squeak by uh, Port Clinton. Uh, Ottawa Glandorf sitting at 18-2 and overall. Uh, they have key wins against Lexington and Berlin Highland. Lexington Division II team. They're the number two team in the state in Division II. Uh, Ottawa, uh, Ottawa Glandorf was able to knock them off this past weekend. Ottawa Glandorf was able to knock them off this past weekend uh, to finish off their Saturday games. Uh, we should be joined here on the Enzo Militia now by OG uh, guard forward Ohio State commit Colin White. Colin, do we have you here with us? Oh, boy. Colin, do we got you with us here? Having some technical issues with our board. Can you unplug it and try plugging it in again? Do we have him on the speaker? Do we have him on your phone? Colin, do we got you on the phone? Okay, we got you on the phone. We're going to try to plug in here and see if we can get you on our computer, bud. Let's see if we can get this to work. Colin, do we got you here? 
Well, we got you on the phone. I'm just trying to get you on the board. Let's see what we can do here. Cade, you got that thing working yet? I'm trying, Phil. Technology's <laughs> not my strong suit. That sounds better. Sounds better. Well, we got you on the phone. I can hear you on the phone. We just don't have you in the on the actual jack itself. How about now? I'm getting volume in there. I just can't pick you pick you up. Colin, do we got you? No. How about this? Let me uh, put him on the speaker. We'll get you hooked. It. We'll, we'll get you set up here, bud. Sorry about this, man. We got some all kinds of technical difficulties today. No problem. <laughs> all right. Oh, how about now? Do we got you now? Hey, we got hey. you now. What's up, Colin? How's it going, man? Good, good. How you guys doing? Good. good. Hey, thanks for taking some time with us tonight, man. We really appreciate you. No problem. No problem. Uh, well, first of all, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about maybe your game this past weekend. Uh, you bring in a really tough Division Two Lexington team. Uh, obviously, very quality opponent. Uh, just talk about maybe about how you guys were able to uh, come away with the win there uh, against a very quality team. No, it was, a, it was a really good game, a, a game, a good game for both teams. You know, like preparing us for the tournament run, and, and you know, just uh, went there, went there, played hard. It was a long trip there and a long trip back, but you know, went there. We we played hard, and you know, came out with a win, and it was a good win and a, kind of a confidence builder for us. You know, you guys have played an extremely tough schedule all season long, Colin. You know, you talk about teams against Lexington, Berlin Highland, Richmond Heights. I mean, you guys have seen pretty much every type of opponent that you could imagine. Um, how does this prepare you uh, for your tournament run this season? Obviously, you guys earned a one seed in the Northwest C, uh, the Northwest 3 sectional district. Uh, but just talk about maybe about how your schedule has prepared you for this tournament run you guys are about to embark on. You know, it, it really it really prepares us every year. You know, Coach puts together a, a really good schedule and, you know, it, uh, just to prepare us for this time of year. You know, it's uh, we of course we want to win all the games during the regular season, go undefeated, and all that. But you know, it's really just to get better and, and to make a deep tournament run. And so this, this schedule really prepares us for for any type of play style and any type of team that we're going to play. You know, Colin, I I think to start the year, uh, you knew you guys had some high hopes. You guys have some senior leadership there. Obviously, you and Caden. Uh, kind of the guys at the top there that handle a lot of responsibility, handle handle the leadership roles. But talk about the way that your team has developed some definite role players. Uh, you get guys back from injury. Grady Tomazos has played an outstanding brand of basketball. I think Grant Schrader starting to come around and hit some shots, attacking the rim, creating for your teammates. Just talk about how you guys have managed to just gain this confidence with your role players and it's how it's taken you guys to that next level as a team. You know, uh, everybody on our team team knows their roles, you know what I mean? And, and people are, are kind of starting to, you know, jump into that role with, with confidence, you know, at the beginning of the year, it was kind of just feeling each other out. And now uh, I feel like we're getting some confidence and, you know, Grady and Grant have, have been there all year, but they're really just coming on strong right now, hitting a lot of shots and, you know, playing well for us. And then, and getting Dave back from from injury is, is big time. You know, he started his first game this Saturday against Lexington, which is a huge step. And then, you know, the previous starter, who was Ross, who who knows what will happen with the lineup. It doesn't really matter who starts. But, you know, he's been he's been great for us all year. So, you know, uh, just guys stepping into roles and being confident has been huge for us this year. 
Hey, Colin. K. Bidlack here. I just want to say thanks for doing the interviews every time I come out to watch you play. No problem. No problem. They're all they're great. Thank you. I appreciate it. And just talk about your loss to Troy Christian and what was the message from Coach Tyson McLaughlin? How to respond for that? You know, it was a, it was a tough loss. You know, we had a, a rough shooting day, probably one of the, the worst of the year. And you know, it's a they, they handled our pressure well, and you know, kind of got points off our pressure. So you know, it was a it was a tough week of practice. And you know, we knew we had a, a tough opponent, and on on Friday, you know, Defiance was going to beat you up, and then um, Lexington, then. The next night, you know, there's a really talented team. So the message all week was just to, to focus on the little things. You know, the little things will, will carry you far down a tournament run or, or in the season where when things aren't going so well. So, you know, the little things were definitely a, a point of emphasis all week. You know, Colin, I'd just like to hear about some of the behind-the-scenes work that you do, whether it's getting up early before school, you know, the stuff people don't see on Friday, Saturday nights. You know, it's a, there's, a, there's a lot of work that goes into uh, to a – a regular day even for me or a regular week you know getting up before school is something i've been doing for for um my high school career you know really ramped it up this year and you know just all the work that you got to put in to you know hopefully be great and that that work is personified on the court you know people see it and and people don't know the work that you put in but you know they see the product on the court and, and that's what really matters is the product you put out there so you know it's really fun i have fun with it you know i love the game of basketball and love being on a basketball court, so it's not, it's not hard. It's not work for me. It's just fun. You know, Colin. I don't know too many people know this, but you were a three-sport athlete for two years. Then you played football. Then you stopped playing your junior year. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Did, did you always know that basketball was kind of going to be your number one sport growing up? I didn't. You know, I thought baseball was kind of my favorite sport always, and um, you know, I was really good at baseball. And still, I'm, I still play baseball, and still I'd say I'm, I'm all right. But, um, you know, basketball kind of became more of a, my main sport, you know, around the eighth grade freshman year and kind of started to grow a little bit, grow into my body, you know, start to work out more and, and get better and just kind of so basketball kind of just took off. So, you know, it kind of took over from there. And you know, But I love all the other sports. You know, the, I always say that the sports that I played when I was younger just make me the player I am today. I, I I love it. You know, I remember a lot of nights uh, shooting there at the the basketball with the spotlight. I don't I don't know if you remember the old Goliath uh, basketball hoops with the spotlight <laughs> at the top still hanging on there. That was that was uh, th- those were the fun nights for me. You know, uh, I'm sure my neighbors weren't exactly thrilled, but uh, no, no. Uh, you know, Colin, talk a little bit about the uh, your your tournament draw. Uh, obviously, you guys get the one seed. Um, you guys have a, a pretty talented bracket, uh, bluffed in a five seed, a pretty solid team. Uh, obviously, you've had some historic battle battles with the Raiders over there at Wayne Trace. Uh, Spencerville, a very, very quality team at the two seed. And then Coldwater, who just battled for a MAC title. And, you know, obviously, uh, talk about Cameron where He's a fantastic player. No shame there to, to lose on a buzzer beat of that young man. But just talk about maybe – some of the teams in here, and, and, and what are you guys going to have to do to be able to come out on top of this? You know, our district for sure is, is really talented. Probably, you know, one of the most talented districts that I've ever been a part of in, in the four years that I've been at OG. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's going to be hard, just as, as every district is. You know, every team's going to give you the best shot. It's a tournament run, and, you know, so you, know, you got to be focused every game. You can't have any mental lapses. you got to stay locked in and, you know, look – look towards the not towards the end goal but you know the journey 
you got to stay locked in during the journey, focus on the little things, and then hopefully come out and win every game. And so, uh, you know, our, our district is really tough, but, you know, we're excited for the challenge. Colin, I just want to leave you with a couple of fun ones here. Uh, thoughts on the NBA All-Star Weekend this past weekend? Was there anything that caught your eye? I personally thought the uh, Steph Curry versus Sabrina Ionescu uh, three-point competition was fantastic. Uh, maybe your highlight of the weekend if you saw any of it. Oh, yeah, I, I think the the Steph first Sabrina thing was really cool. You know, I, I love how the NBA kind of hyped it up and everything and, and made it this whole big thing. I thought that was really neat. And, you know, um, I'd probably say I love watching the slam dunk competition. I know everyone hates on it and, and say that says that they need more, um, you know, different different types of guys for, like, star players in it. But, you know, it's always fun to watch for me. Them, them dudes, those dunks aren't easy. I don't care if, if they get a bad score or, or – uh, or a boo from the crowd. Those dunks that those guys are doing are not easy, and, and most of them are something that we can't do. Us, us guys can't do, so it's uh, it's really cool to watch. Yeah, watching Mac McClung, McClung clear Shaq with no hand, no nothing. I didn't even touch him. That might have been the craziest thing I've ever seen. I mean, his he he's got some straight-up hops. All right, one more. I know you're going to be an Ohio State Buckeye next year, so talk about maybe about how cool it was uh, to see that upset win over Purdue and then – Maybe your prediction of who you think could win the national title this year in college basketball. You know, I thought uh, the, the Purdue game, I actually was down there for the game. Awesome. And um, oh. it was it was awesome. You know, me and, and Coach Diebler, the interim coach, are, are really close. You know, he's he's a guy that recruited me to Ohio State and with him and Coach Holtman. So, you know, it was, it was really cool. And, you know, being in the locker room with them guys after the game, just seeing the, the happiness on their faces and the happiness on the coaches' faces is it's something that was really cool and, and really emotional. Actually, it's a uh, it was a long week for uh, for Buckeye fans, for the, those players, those coaches. So it was really cool to see um, see them finally, you know, get over a hump and win it, win a, a big game, and then the national championship. I, I I don't see anyone that's looking any better than UConn right now. They're just they're playing too well and and too cohesive. No one, they don't care who gets the credit, and and they don't care if. And whoever scores, they don't. They just want to win, and so when you got a team like that, it's a tough team to beat. Mm-hmm. Is uh, Coach Diebler any relation to John? There's a lot of deep roots there in Ohio. Is that a brother? Yep, John Diebler's his brother. Okay, awesome. I remember watching John Diebler when I grew up. The three point, he yeah. could he could lace them up better than whew, him and JJ were were the guys, man, back then. So. Hey, Colin, I'll tell you what, man. Thanks a lot for joining us, brother. We really appreciate you taking some time with us, man. Uh, good luck this week at practice. Uh, good luck going forward, and uh, we'll see you down the tournament trail, I'm sure. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Colin. So good stuff there from uh, Colin White, obviously. Uh, you know, very team-oriented guy, uh, always has been. Uh, love the comment that he made about Grady and, and – uh, um, Grant, they've been there all year. He's right, they have been, and they are definitely just turning it on at the right time. You want to play your best basketball in the tournament, and I think they're t- definitely starting to play their best basketball going forward right now. You no, know, no, thinking about it, Phil, that loss might have actually been a really good thing for him to kind of take a step back and just get back to the fundamentals that you were doing earlier in the year. All right, let's take a look at this bracket. Let's uh, determine it up. Uh, let's start right at the top, like we did. Wayne Trey, seventeen and four. They are the three seed and will play host to the winner of Bluffton and Columbus Grove. Cade, who do you think gets that one? I I, I think I'm going to go with Bluffton. I think Bluffton's a better team on this one. I think Grove's a solid team. Uh, I just think I like Bluffton. So I think Wayne Trace is going to see Bluffton. 
Um, I like Wayne Trace in that one as well. Um, I do think we're going to get a Wayne Trace-Spencerville final here, though, and that one's going to be at Lima Senior High School. That could be a really interesting matchup, Kate. I think that's what we're going to see on this bottom side of this bracket here, and this is the Division Three Northwest Three Sectional District. You know what they say, Phil. It's really hard to beat a team twice, and Grove just knocked off Bluffton last week. So I think Bluffton gets it in a rematch. Not to mention a really, really big rivalry down there in the Northwest Conference, and it's just—it seems like it's just gotten bigger and bigger every yeah. every game they play, regardless of the sport. Then Wayne Trace Bluffton—I don't know about that one yet. I don't know if I can give you an answer, Phil. That's it's a tough def- game. Definitely going to get some popcorn if I am in that game. Just sit back and relax. Yeah, I think Spencerville gets the best, gets the better of Allen East or uh, Mount Blanchard Riverdale. Either one of those teams, I think. Uh, Spencerville, the better team there. They got a couple of kids that can really shoot the basketball over there. I mean, I, I would really be interested to see that Spencerville-Wayne Trace matchup, um, even a Spencerville-Bluffton matchup. I think Bluffton's a pretty solid five seed. I really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's look at the top of this bracket, Cade. Um, we'll just – yeah, we'll just look at the top of this bracket while it's here. Ottawa-Glandorf, the one seed. They will play host to the winner – of the 10-12 matchup between the Van Buren Knights and the Elmwood Royals, the 10-12 matchup. That one's going to be at Van Buren High School. March 1st at 7 o'clock, OG will host the winner of that game. Kate, I like OG in either one of those contests. Um, I think Liberty Benton and Carey at the 7-6 matchup is a very, very good game. I think Liberty Benton might get the better of of that team. Carey, I think, is going to be – physical in this contest i think they're going to be playing with a chip on their shoulders i like liberty benton though however on the road does not matter because Coldwater is a very very good team they would host that game the winner of those two teams they would host that game i would expect to see an ottawa glandorf Coldwater semifinals matchup to get into the district championship game where they would likely see either wayne trace or spencerville in my opinion Cade, thoughts on that? Gosh, it's just that's so crazy that you got to play cold wires to get through Wayne Trace. I, mean, I wish Wayne Trace could have gone a little bit opposite this year, like they did last year in Napoleon. But that's a, that's just really really tough, man. What do you think about Coldwater being able to upset OG? Is there any is there any way of that happening? Yes, because Coldwater are well coached. They always have the athletes, and they're very very tough. You know, I, I think. I, I think OG's experience in the tournament is what helps get them past this in this district. I mean, this is okay. This is a very yeah. very tough district. I mean, this is this is as tough this, as it gets in Division Three. I mean, this is you talk a, about they're going to play the Northwest Two winner, yeah. Which, in my opinion, I believe the strongest team in here, and you might be surprised. But I think Archibald is probably the best team in this bracket. Emmanuel Christian is there. But we saw them in the tournament last year against Wayne Trace. Great Wayne Trace team. Yeah. I thought if you th- if you had guessed on paper that Wayne Trace was obviously the underdog in that game, I think Emmanuel Christian's got talent. But again, they could see Liberty Center. They could see Eastwood, Tenora, Swanton to get into that semifinals. Evergreen, Archibald at the bottom. 
So a district final at Napoleon High School, Emmanuel Christian Archibald could be an interesting matchup yeah. there, Kate. This is just a weird thing about – I just don't like how these brackets come out sometime because why is your district so much tougher than your regional? Yeah. That's what I don't understand. It's like the Elida district every year. seems like you come out of that district, you're probably got a pretty good chance of making it to the regional finals. So I got up and down feelings about that. A couple other Division Three teams. Uh, this is a 22-team seeded – got Gahana, Gahana Academy, West Jefferson, Howard East Knox, Grove City, Christian, Utica. That is in the Central 1, which is on the other side of Division 3 uh, in the Bowling Green region. And then the other, which is the Northwest 1, Crestview, Ashland Crestview, Cardinal Stritch, Lakota, Collins Western Reserve, Janawa. Oak Harbor, Milan Edison, Bucyrus, Winford, Huron, and Lake are the other teams in that Division Three. Cade, if you, um, you know, you you talk about Liberty Center, we we discuss them. I think Liberty Center upsets Swan. I think Liberty Center gets the rematch with Emmanuel Christian that they wanted. Um, it'll be interesting to see who wins that one. Um, I think Evergreen is going to find their way to get through that bottom half of that bracket to find a way to match up with Archibald, which would be for the uh, semifinals to get to the finals. You know, I, it'll be interesting. And I, I think Otsego, Otsego, Fairview, two teams that are a little bit young, a little bit inconsistent right now. They would play each other. Delta and Paulding play each other. Winner would play Evergreen. I think Delta could upset Evergreen in a rematch. I could see that too. Uh, Paulding, uh, not sure how they would do against Evergreen. I haven't seen Paulding this year. Not sure what their talent level is. Reigning GMC champs last year. Um, Kate, uh, thoughts about who you think could come out on top here in this Division Three? Gosh, that's really, really, really good question, Phil. I just, I think Ottawa Glandor is probably the heavy favorite to come out of it just because it's a little bit of a safer bet. But this is kind of the year. I don't think there's going to be a team that's going to just roll through the tournament this year. So I think Ottawa Glandor probably be my favorite to come out of that district. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think with Brooks, Wayne Trace would probably be my pick. Um, but tough to overcome that injury. Um, obviously, we talked about. Uh, some of the teams that are going to be fighting for a chance to win this st state tournament in Division Three, I think, um, you know, you're looking at teams that have been there. Um, Cincinnati Country Day is a team that's been there quite a few times over the years. There and there, for sales is right there as well. Um, that they're also Division Three. Um, Afficentric is a team that's been really, really good as well. You look at Williamsburg, the one seed. Um, Anna, a seven seed, uh, Camden Preble Shawnee is a three seed. Also all there, all those in our division three there, uh, Cleveland Heights, Lutheran East, the one seed in the Northeast three in division three. Uh, they're a very, very good team as well. Um, you know, I, I, I personally think that Lutheran East is the best team in division three, um, just with their size, their team as a whole. Uh, I, I, I think they're the 
probably top to bottom the best team in Division Three. I would put OG up there as well. I think they're a very, very good team as well. I don't know if I could pick a winner in Division Three. Uh, I think it would be pretty tough uh, because, again, there is a lot of really, really good teams in Division Three, Cade. But, um, you know, I just feel like – I just feel like oh, this might be OG's year. You know, they've had – They've had some close games. They've they and they've been close. They've been close. They've been close. You know, I just think that Collins ready to just go get his, and it wouldn't surprise me any if OG finds a way to win Division Three. I really want him to Phil because you've been to high school all four years. I mean, sorry, you've been to state for the first three years of your high school career, looking for four. So I want Colin to get as badly as anybody. Yeah, and you know he, their whole team really has really come together over the past couple of weeks and. You know, you talk about a tough loss uh, last week or two weeks ago to uh, Troy, Christian. Troy Christian, a very, very good team. And, you know, it, that's the best part about this is I, they play a very, very tough schedule. OG might play one of the toughest schedules we have on our paper, Cade. For, I agree. For, for real. I mean, Liberty Center schedule, very, very tough. But OG might be up there for the toughest schedule. Maybe schedule like that for a reason. You got really good players, and they want to be in those games. That's the big thing. Just going to prepare for you, prepare you for the end of tournament. Just, I think if I had to pick a winner, Phil, it, it would be Lufren East. So let's look at the Division Three state and regional brackets um, at the regional semifinals uh, in Region Ten, which is basically our where our coverage teams would be. Be the Northwest one versus the Central one, and the Northwest two versus the Northwest three. Those would be at Bowling Green State University. Uh, the winner of the Region Ten championship would play the winner of the Region Eleven championship in the state semifinal. So the Region Eleven championship again would play the Region Ten. The regional final would be held at Ohio University there for Region Eleven. So. Those all those games will be held at Ohio University. The regional semifinal and the regional finals, all there in Region 11, would be held at Ohio University. So Region 11, which is we have Region 10, which is where most of our teams are from. Uh, region 11, Wheelersburg is a one seed in the southeast one. Malvern is a one seed in the east. There's also Sugar Creek Garraway is in there as a seven seed. Belmont Union Local is a four seed. Harrison Central is a two seed. No buys in that one. Everybody plays the first round. Well, uh, the Southeast two is Midford as a two seed. I haven't really heard very many of those teams. Ironton Rock Hill, never heard of those guys. Interesting, though. So those are some of the teams that are in this Division Three: Columbus Afrocentric, a 12 seed, North Union, a 2 seed. Uh, just to give you some ideas about the teams that are in this Division Three pool, Fredericktown as well, 8 seed. So um, a Division Three should be a pretty good competition. I, I, I'm looking forward to see who comes out on top on that one. Oh, let's look at Division Two, Cade. Division Two. Obviously, we talked about our teams in our coverage. Napoleon sits at a five seed 
They play Lima Bath, an 11 seed. The winner of that game will play Fostoria Cade. Fostoria, a very, very good basketball team. You look at this Division II bracket, you got Fostoria, Shawnee, St. Mary's, and Elida, pretty much a WBL, an all WBL um, district here. Uh, does Napoleon have a chance to upset Fostoria and get out of this bracket? I would say so, yes. Napoleon has a lot of athletes. They have a lot of really, really good basketball players. Caden Cruz, you know, Ezekiel Bomore, Belmores. Yeah, thank you, Phil. Then, Par then Parker Woods. They have a lot of guys. They have a lot of capable scorers, and they're athletic. Yeah, and I think you can't count out Trey Rubenstein to get some of those easy buckets down low. Uh, Defiance, a nine seed. Upper Sandusky, a six seed. St. St. Mary's, a four seed. I think Shawnee is probably my favorite to come out of this. Uh, I really believe that. Um, what was their game with Elida this what, season? What was their game? What was the score of their Elida, of the Elida Shawnee basketball game this year, boys? Got you, Phil. Because Beckett Berkey is probably the X factor here in the bottom of this. I would love to see a Fostoria Shawnee um, district semis. Um, that game would be played at Liberty Benton. That would be an interesting contest. I think Shawnee and Fostoria are the two best teams in this. I think Elida is a good team, but I think Shawnee and Fostoria are just a smidge better. So they actually play Shawnee twice. They have what's called like the Lima Showcase. That's at Elida High School to start the year. And Elida actually lost to Shawnee the first time, 53-49. And then looks like they're going to play this Friday. Ooh. Yeah, so they're going to play each other twice. All right, so it'll be interesting to see how that comes up. As you know, the old additive is it's hard to beat a team twice. Division two. Let's look at. Oh, sorry, just came up with that one. Let's look at the Division two Northwest three. Uh, Shelby, the one seed there. Shelby, a very very good basketball team. You saw them down at the OG Classic. Mm -hmm. uh, a very good team. Um, Lexington, the two seed, Shelby, the one seed. Would not surprise me at all to see a Shelby-Lexington matchup for the district title down here. I think that would be a really good one. The Whippets. Yep, the Whippets. Man, Lexington's a really good team as well. That could be an interesting matchup. Mansfield Senior, the five seed in that one. That could be an interesting team as well. Mansfield Senior, big team, physical. Uh, they could really – really uh, cost some problems as well. Another team that I'm looking forward in the Division Two bracket, I think this could be my one of my favorites to win it all. Lutheran West, uh, a very, very tough team there in Division Two. They will battle you and make you uncomfortable. Um, I think they're a team to be reckoned with there in Division Four as well. Um, then you look at the Northwest 1, Wassey on the one seat again. We talk about them. Kate, thoughts on the Division Two? sectional really 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 tough i mean they got a good mixture of teams in there that the records look like they're an average team but when you get into it and look at their schedule and the conference they play in it can be very deceiving and i think there's some teams in there right now that are playing a lot of really good basketball and i wouldn't surprise me to see any really any five to one seed come out of it do you think Wauseon could take down Toledo Central Catholic? That's the matchup I could see here in the bottom half of this bracket uh, to go to the district finals, or excuse me, to go to, yes, to go to the district finals. I think that would be interesting. 
Um, Wasion would obviously host for a sectional championship. They'll yep. go to the district semis. So, you know, you could see a Toledo Central Catholic, Wasion district semifinal game. That game would be played at Lake High School um, to get into the district semis. I, I mean, I, I, BG could possibly knock off Toledo Central Catholic as well. What's the chances Wasion escapes this bracket and finds a way to get in the district title? Well, they're well-coached. That's part of it, in my opinion. You're well-coached. You have good, good players. But my question for Wasion is, once you got a guy that's going to shut down Tyson Rodriguez, who's going to be the other guy that's going to step up and score points for him? That'd be my only question I really have for Wasion right now. I think that's a good point, Kate. I do think that they have some shooting that they're going to have to make sure that they have uh, some capable shooting going around. You also have Lincoln West – in Division Two, Struthers in Division Two, Cleveland Central Catholic in Division Two, Geneva in Division Two. Uh, those are all in the Canton region. Again, the regional semifinals for Division Two. It'll be Region Eight playing against the winner of Region Five. That game will be played at the University of. Oh, that's a. I'm sorry, that's state finals. That game will be played at Butler. High School in Vandalia, and then the Region 5 will be played at Canton Memorial Fieldhouse. Uh, Region 6 championship would be at BGSU at the Stroh Center, and Region 7 championship would be at Ohio University. So, uh, again, a, a tough, tough bracket there for Division 2. Kate, I don't know who I'd pick as a favorite, but I think Lutheran West – Lexington, Shelby, two, three teams there that I think could definitely be in the mix uh, when it all comes down to it, when it's all said and done. I'll throw one in there that's not in our coverage area, may not know a lot about. Well, Garfield Heights, they're, they're a pretty solid team. Um, you know, and I also talk about here in Division Two as well, Kettering Archbishop Alter has earned a one seed there, a very good team. Cincinnati Taft, uh -huh. team that's notoriously been there over the last five or six years. They're a very good basketball team as well, all there in Division Two. Um, teams that are going to – I mean, it's pretty wide open. I think there are some definite dominant teams. Uh, Columbus Bishop, Watterson, the five seed, um, and their respective one in Division Two. Uh, Columbus Bishop, Reddy. Marengo Highland, all teams that we are familiar with when it comes to football teams. So, uh, Kate, I think Division Two is pretty wide open as well. I think there's going to be some really good games in Division Two. So, I'm interested to see how that all plays out. So, let's look ahead here to Division Four. We have the Patrick Henry Patriots as our lone Division Four team. Uh, Lima Central Catholic, they have a one seed in Division Four. St. Henry is a two seed. Minster a three seed. Marion Local a seven seed. Uh, just a couple of teams there that you guys might be familiar with. Delphi St. John's a one seed. They're a very good basketball team. Crestview a five seed. Uh, Crestview St. John's to get out of that would be an interesting matchup, Cade. Pandora Gilboa, a two seed. Man, I is there anybody that could beat Delphi St. John's when it comes to like I mean Cameron Elwards is such a special score is I mean what do you have to do to be able to beat Delphi St. John's? You're talking about a four a Division Four team. Um, they have a, they play a, a pretty pretty tough 
district. I like Crestview a lot. I think they're a tough five seed. Uh, Miller City's a tough four seed. Uh, PG is a tough two seed. But I really think Delta St. John is the is the best team here in this particular district. Yeah, I would agree with that. But the particular district, maybe when they get to a regional, or maybe it might be district finals, whoever when they play LCC, because LCC is a really really good too with Carson Parker. Yeah, did you see the shot that he hit against yeah. Lima Senior the other night? Oh, that was crazy. I mean, he was full-fledged fading away. Like, I mean, that was a very, very impressive shot. I'm trying to think the young sophomore's name, too. I want to say it's uh, Willie Foster. I was, his young sophomore point guard, he's really, really good, too. Uh, Julio Christian, uh, number one in the uh, number one seed. Patrick Henry, a five seed. Ayersville, a seven seed. A lot of teams here in this one. Uh, Mommy Valley Country Day, a three seed. Antwerp, a two. Fayette, a 12. Um, you know, I, th- I I think Antwerp, Maumee Valley Country Day would be a really, really interesting matchup. That one would be at Defiance for the district semifinals. That would be a really, really interesting contest there. Mm-hmm. Kate, I think both of those teams are pretty good. Uh, I think Ayersville gets by Holgate. Ayersville's going to rematch up with Antwerp. Antwerp wins that game, in my opinion. Um, I don't think anybody beats Maumee Valley Country Day. I think that they're going to find their way to a sectional championship, and I think that's what we're going to see. We're going to see Antwerp Maumee Valley Country Day. It should be a really good game. I agree with that. Can't wait for that district. That district's probably my favorite one for D4 so far. Yeah, Pettysville, I think, also. See, they're a four seed. They could really make some They could make some noise as well. They would have to finish. They would have to beat Toledo Christian to get very far, but Toledo Christian – Again, one of those one seeds that elected to play. They play Eden, a 14 seed. Should be an interesting contest. That one's going to be at Toledo Christian High School. I think Toledo Christian probably my prohibited favorite to come out of the top of this sectional. Looking to see a likely, in my opinion, will be a Toledo Christian, Antwerp, or Maumee Valley Country Day matchup. Those are the those are the, the three teams that I think are going to be the strongest here in this bracket. Or Toledo Christian. They just kind of got that monkey on their back because they haven't been to the regional since 2011. So, But they've been in district final the last three, four years. So maybe this is the year they can finally get the monkey off their back. And I think – does the girls' tournament start this week? Yes. Okay. 24th, I believe, is sectionals. Okay. So this Thursday, basically. Okay. Yeah. Um, sorry about that. Totally off track. But uh, those were – that's the Division Four Northwest 1 – a uh, couple other Division Four teams, Richmond Heights, very, very good Division Four team. Uh, you talk about Warren JFK, very good team as well over there in Division Four. Um, and I think, Cade, you have a couple Division Four teams that are very good as well. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me who they are? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Berwyn Highland, they were down in state semis last year. You got Rushy, who's pretty much bringing everybody back. They gave Richmond Heights a really good game last year, and Rushy's looking – better than they have than they were last year and then uh they are Troy a one Christ- seed by the way rushi is a one seed and will yeah. play yellow springs on the 23rd at six o'clock and look at a team like just familiar with out of glandor a couple of weeks ago troy christian eagles i think they had a pretty good shot of getting to the regional semi i haven't looked too much at their bracket yet but i don't really see too many teams in that region that's going to be able to beat them until regionals yeah, and I and I think Berlin Highland is another one of those teams that are going to be pretty scary. I mean, they have a lot of guys that can shoot the basketball. They are very, very, are they have really good depth. And not only that, but they spread the ball around really, really they well. Do. I mean, they're just a bunch of unselfish kids 
uh, playing out there for Berlin Island. We saw them battle OG uh, down to the wire. Obviously, <laughs> you know, Colin White was the difference there for buzzer beaters. Uh, Katie, talk about <laughs> – excuse me. <coughs> excuse me. Talk about Troy Christian, a two-seed. They'll play Springfield Catholic Central, a 21st seed. That game's going to be on the 23rd. You know, I think this is where the big division thing comes into. You know, yep. there's so many Division Four teams. Oh, let's look at a couple of more Division Four teams. Uh, Monroe Central is a one seed in their respective uh, division or district. I also think that Berlin Highland is one of those teams that you really can't key on a guy. I mean, they have some they, guys that yep. can really score the basketball, so you can't really key on anybody because if you do, somebody else is going to hurt you, Cade. Let me ask you this. Does the loss of their big guy – I apologize. I don't know his name, but he went down in the OG game and now he's done for the year. So does losing that 6-7 presence – affect you a lot when it comes down to tournament play. Yeah, I do. I think you got to have a constant rim protector. I think that's one of the big things. Uh, you know, you have to have somebody that can guard the rim, uh, whether it's blocking shots or just altering shots. I think that's a really important part of this, uh, especially winning down the stretch. You know, I, I think he's a big loss defensively. I think yeah. offensively it hurts you for offensive rebounds. I think that could be a big factor, but I think it hurts him defensively a little bit more. Um Staying in Division Four, that Seneca East is a two seed. Lucas a three seed. Uh, Colonel Crawford a one seed. Uh, Colonel Crawford a pretty good basketball team as well. They've played a pretty consistent uh, brand all year. Richmond Heights a four seed. Uh, if that doesn't tell you about the good teams in Division Four, Richmond Heights earning a four seed. Um, they're a team that's been. I believe they won it last year, correct? They did win it yeah, last two, year. Two in a row. Yep. So Richmond Heights is a team that's been there the last couple of years, two championships in a row. Magador is another um, team here in Division Four, So it'll be interesting to come through that. Do you have any points that you want to throw out here for boys' coverage that caught your eye, Cade? Richmond Heights out of four. I did not know they were a four seed. They've played a national schedule, and they're a four seed. Kind of surprised me a little bit, too. I thought they would be a little bit higher. They're a very, very good basketball team. Yeah, that just that threw me off a little bit there. Not going to lie, Phil. He said that surprised me a little bit. Yeah, you play just like the max preps ranking. That's one thing I don't like about it. It doesn't take into fact to consideration of your strength of schedule that you have played. So Richmond Heights all year was like the fifth best team in Division Four, but they played the toughest schedule out of anyone in D4, so I don't understand how that makes sense. Yeah, I don't either, but I'll tell you what, I don't think they're going to let that bug them. I think that they're going to be coming out with uh, uh, with a vengeance, and uh, we'll see what happens here. So I don't think it's going to be easy this year. I think Rushi's really, really going to come I'm looking for you, some revenge. Any, anybody in that boys' bracket, it's going to be tough finding their way out of any of those Division three, two, one. I mean, there's a lot of really, really good basketball teams out there, and I tell you what, our local scene has really, really impressed me, Kay. There's a lot of really good local teams. I know you talk about uh, a little bit about that Delphi-St. John game. You know, they were able to knock off Coldwater uh, on a game-winning shot. And if that doesn't tell you about, you know, how Coldwater was really into that game, they go the next night and get beat by 30 against Wapakoneta. 
uh, a team that wasn't supposed to be all that great really, really, really took it to them. Um, and I don't know if Coldwater had a little bit of a hangover from that loss, but uh, they really struggled to find any sort of rhythm. So uh, a, a really nice win there if you're uh, – Walpock, yeah. Yeah, if you're Walpock to be able to come away with that victory. Wow, didn't know that, Phil. You're educating me just like usual. Oh, come on. I try my best. I try my best. Um, you know, I, I, I'm really looking to see what's going to happen with this boys tournament. It'll be interesting. Um, like I said, I think any any of our local teams, there's a couple that have a shot uh, to win out. We'll see – what happens coming down the stretch uh, to see to see how it goes. Um, Kate, do you want to do girls coverage or do you want to wait and do it tomorrow and just do boys today? We're at an hour and seven minutes right now. What do you think? I mean, I could do this all night, Phil. This is absolutely fun. but <laughs> It's up to you. I don't yeah. care. We can go girls right now. Yeah, let's do girls right now. All right, let's rock them out. <clears throat> Looking at the girls' side of things, man, I tell you what, uh, a lot of our teams are in Division Three. Um, a team that's been very, very surprising to me this year. I thought they were going to be really good, Cade, but, man, Ayersville has just been really, really dominant all season long. No, it helps having a lot of senior leaderships like Allie Schindler, uh, Taylor Kraft coming back. That was big for them. And then they have a nice sophomore guard, uh, Kinder Waldron, so – they have a good mix of talent coming off the bench, so they're a little deeper now than they were to start the year. So they're just a very, very dominant defensive team for sure. You know, and I you talk about a lot of teams there from the GMC. I, I think that Tenora is a pretty good basketball team. I don't know if I'd want to see them at tournament play uh, moving down the stretch. I think another good one as well is Antwerp. I think they're a tough team. And even Wayne Trace, I, I think both, all those teams have played really, really well down the stretch, and you really can't count any of them out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this bracket so far in D4, you know, it's pretty open for the most part. Anything can happen, but I'll go Ayersville and Crestview probably be the favorite in that Defiance district. Yeah, I, I think in Division 4, Ayersville's definitely the favorite than a Defiance district. Um, it's just one of those – I just think that they've played the best brand of basketball all season. I do think Crestview at the 4 and uh, in, in Division 4 is going to be really good as well. Um, they've played good basketball season. I think the Montpelier Lady Locos also really, really good team. Um, that's the matchup I would expect to see out of this district semifinal Cade. I would expect to see that that two seed Ayersville versus that three seed Montpelier. And I did they play in the regular season? Yes, they did. That's, Ayersville yeah, won. Ayersville won that game. So yep. that would be a rematch from the regular season. That would be an interesting one. Uh, I think Crestview is the number one team in this bracket. I think they're going to escape that top top bracket pretty uh, pretty handily. So I would really, really like to see that Ayersville-Crestview matchup, the 1-2 for the district title, and that would be at Defiance High School. I think that would be a really interesting game. I think with the way that Ayersville has played all season, though, Kate, I think if they stay healthy, I mean, this is this is their district to lose, in my opinion. I think they've played very consistent all year. I like the way that Crestview's played all season. I respect that they're the one seed. But I think with Ayersville's schedule, the toughness that they have, you get Taylor Kraft, who came back this year. She's really been a difference maker all season long, especially defensively and rebounding the basketball. I think Ayersville's definitely my favorite coming out of this district. They're going to have to get through a really good Crestview team, but I think they can do it. 
they got a couple younger guards that come off the bench, Ayersville does. So my question is, some of these teams are going to start com- coming down, guard Allie Schindler a little bit tight, a little bit tighter. Coach likes to put her out of guard sometime to kind of stretch out the defense a little bit. But can those younger guards for Ayersville really step up and make some plays? And, and you know, the guards are going to have to be important, especially moving forward uh, in that. Um, you know, Ayersville – I I like the brand of basketball they've played all year. I, I just think that they're going to be a team that if they can be stay as consistent as what they've been all season long, they should be right there in the thick of things at the end of the season. Yeah, really nice win over Fairview for the GMC title. So they got a lot of momentum, that's for sure. Uh, McComb is a three seed. Carry a one seed in their division four. I think Carry's a very, very good team. Sycam- Sycamore Mohawk, a four seed. Arcadia, a two seed. Um, could see a Macomb three seed against Arcadia. Uh, I think this sectional district, personally myself, I think this one runs through Cary. I think Cary's a really, really good team. They have a couple of girls that can just really put the pressure on you. The guards, they can shoot the three. They can put it, past, drive it past you, create scoring opportunities for teammates. They're a complete team. I think that should be a good uh, – Cary is going to – be tough a tough out in this tournament you look at Ottaville a one seed as well they're a pretty good team and then don't forget about Lauren Ock Moody and that Columbus Grove team for sure and those are all division four matchups um let's look at Patrick Henry they are a three seed and will play Cardinal Stritch and this is the matchup for me Cade not a district championship matchup not a not a state championship matchup but the best four-seeded team in my opinion probably in the entire bracket the Toledo Christian Eagles could end up playing at Otsego High School the Patrick Henry Patriots for a shot at the district title and I'm going to tell you right now that would be a whale of a basketball game I would, would be a very, very good basketball game. I, you know, Patrick Henry is one of those teams that have a lot of youth, but they've developed a little bit of depth with some of that youth to yep. go with their senior leadership. Talk about Kaya Seaman, who's had a nice senior year. You know, I just think Ada Christman and Karis Crossan are nice sophomore pieces to go with that senior leadership. That Patrick Henry Toledo Christian game could be a really, really good basketball game. They have seen pressure that Toledo Christian would throw out them with the likes of OG, with the likes of Liberty Center, with the likes of Bryant. So Patrick Henry has seen that type of play. Lakota, they knocked off Liber- or Patrick Henry last year. That could be an interesting seed in a team as well. Lakota, the two seed. Gibsonburg, the one seed. In my opinion, I think it's going to be one, two, three, four in this bracket to try to get to the district. The one being Gibsonburg, the two being Lakota. The three being PH and four being Toledo Christian. Cade, thoughts on the Division Four Northwest Three? I can't really disagree with you there, Phil. I mean, Toledo Christian being a four seed, that kind of surprised me a little bit too. I'm not really sure exactly what their schedule looks like, but I think so far Toledo Christian's probably could be one of my favorites to come out of that, possibly. I think up there, Gibsonburg as well. Patrick Henry matchup, that would be good because there's, Patrick Henry's really, really streaky. They really are. I mean, they uh... – they're one of those teams that if they get hot, they can hit the three-pointer. I mean, they are a very good sh- three-point shooting team. You know, we kind of talked with Coach Davis a little bit. That was kind of his his mindset, take away the three-point line. And I think if you are able to 
take them off the three-point line, you can kind of stymie their offense a little bit. But, man, um, Toledo Christian at 16-4. and four. Um, They have wins against Van Buren, Ottawa Hills. What is SUA? St. Ursula Academy. Yeah, they beat St. Ursula Academy. Um, their loss is OG 48-42. Margareta 50-41. Margareta was in the district finals last year. Miller City by two, 46-44. With wins against Genoa, Ottawa Hills, Orthwood, and a loss to Lutheran East. And most recently, a 71-15 win over Lenaway Christian and a 62-57 win over Fostoria. And they will play 5-17 and in their tournament game, St. Joseph Catholic, and that will be next this coming Saturday night. So, um, boy, I tell you um, – Toledo Christian sitting at 16 and four. I would not want to play them, but man, nope. I think that PH Toledo Christian game could be really, really good. Kate, we should get down there and see it if that matchup ends up happening. Phil, it'd be cool to watch. It really would be. I think it'd be a really good game, and I'm not sure if you'd be able to pick a for sure winner on that because I think those two those two teams are just so alike. I think Toledo Christian probably has a little bit more experience, yep. a little bit more senior leadership, but I think they play the same brand of basketball. They want to get up and down the court. They can both hit shots. Uh, they're going to they're gonna play their length against you, stymie your offense, try to keep you out of your rhythm. And I just think they both play the same brand of basketball. I think Toledo Christian might have a better a couple of better individual scorers. I think Harris Crossland's a terrific scorer, a terrific shooter. Same thing with Ada Christman. I just think – that Toledo Christian has a couple of girls that are just a smidgen better yep. because of experience. I think that's a big thing. Yep. Uh, New London, a two-seed in Division Four, a team that Liberty Center played up in uh, uh, the Cedar Point Classic. So a little bit of familiarity there. Richmond Heights, a three-seed on the girls' side of things there. Uh, Division Four could be interesting. Uh, you know – I personally think uh, when it comes to Division Four, I do think Toledo Christian is one of my favorites. Did they go to state last year? Yes. That's what I thought. Did they lose at the state title game? I believe they did. I think they did, too. I want to say they did. Uh, the regional semifinals, it would be Region 13 matching up against Region 15, and then Region 16 matching up against Region 14. Uh, region 13 will be at Perry Gym. Region 15, regional final will be at Pickerington North High School. That's for Division 4. Any thoughts on – or any final thoughts on Division 4, Cade, for girls basketball? Not at the moment, Phil, but I will get something to you. Um. You know, I think Patrick Henry wins against Cardinal Stretch. Interested to see how they do against Toledo Christian. Um, I, I think if I had to pick that game, I'd pick TC to win. I think just strictly on experience alone. I agree. I don't think that they're too much better of a team. I just think that that experience would guide them in that victory. It does play a factor. It really does. Absolutely. All right, a little bit of Division Three here. Uh, let's look at our main teams in the Northwest 2. Uh, Liberty Center, the one seed. Evergreen, the nine. Fairview, the three. Swanton, the 11. Archibald, the six. Delta, the seventh seed. Tenora, the four seed. Uh, Defiance, 
or a Tenora Delta matchup. Cade, thoughts on that? You know, two teams that they play very similar. I think Tenora's got a little bit of the edge there. He's a little bit more experienced. You know, Neville Oakley's had a really, really good year. Addison Lee's had a good year. Blanchard's had a really nice year. So I think I'm going to pick Tenora to get this one. And I think Tenora's just playing a little bit better down the yep. stretch. I think Delta's struggling a little bit making shots. Tenora's starting to find a couple extra girls that are starting to make some big shots to go with Nova Oakley. She's had a nice year. As you mentioned, Addison Lee starting to come along. They've had some girls that are really starting to hit some more shots. I think they're they're probably playing some of the best basketball they've played. I think they have 12 wins, 11 wins. They've played good down the stretch. Um, played the winner of Delta Eastwood. Um, I think that's a toss-up game. I really don't yeah. even know who I'd pick there. Uh, Genoa, the five seed. They play the winner of Oak Harbor and Archibald. Archibald, the six seed. Um you know, I, I think Archibald's playing better basketball than what they were at the beginning of the year. I think they had to figure some things out. But I think if I had to pick this game, I think I would take the Rockets. I think Oak Harbor so just a little bit better. I think they're a little bit more experienced. They played a really tough schedule as well. Archibald, like I said, just hasn't really been consistent all season long. They've played better down the stretch, especially Charlie Forward. She's had a nice second half of the season for the streaks. I think I'd pick Oak Harbor on that one. Archibald ends their season. Uh, interesting to see a Tenora. Genoa, Tenor, Oak Harbor matchup. be interesting to see who wins that one. Genoa and Oak Harbor have played already this year. Oak Harbor getting the better of Genoa. Liberty Center, the one seed, or excuse me, let's do Fairview, the three seed. Ottawa Hills, the 12 seed. Kate, I think Fairview mops up pretty good there. Ottawa Hills struggling this year. Fairview with the likes of Kelly Kreitz. She's been on fire all season long. I think they go in and win that game and then host the sectional final against the 11 seeded Swan, and they take care of business there as well. I agree. I think Swan's a good NWAL team. I just think Fairview a little bit more better, physical, yep. uh, a couple of better shooters, I think, on the floor as well. I think the only thing that could really kind of stop Fairview is they don't play a lot of girls. That's one thing I noticed over at Ayersville. Um, that, and that's a, that is a big thing, especially when you talk about playing against some of the teams that have depth in this bracket. Yeah. Um, Evergreen, the nine seed, would play Northwood, the Rangers who is the 10 seed Liberty Center would play the winner of that game for the sectional championship. That game will be at Liberty Center. Um, I think Evergreen gets the better of Northwood here. I think Evergreen's a little bit more physical. Uh, you play against the NWAL teams, a little bit used to that physical nature. I think you see a Liberty Center Fairview rematch in the district semifinals. That game would be at Dick Albaugh Gymnasium at Anthony Wayne High School. That's what I think you're going to see here, Kate. I think it's going to be Liberty Center versus Fairview on the bottom, and I think it's going to be Genoa, or excuse me, Oak Harbor and Tenora on the top. Be interesting to see who comes out there. Possibly a Liberty Center, Oak Harbor. I think Liberty Center is my prohibited favorite to get out of this district, though. 100% agree. You know, when you're talking about Emmy Gray, she just won uh, NWAL Player of the Year. Um, you know, she, there's a nice supporting cast over the Tigers. Yep. They have a lot of depth, nine seniors on the floor. Uh, they, they, they're they interchangeable. Uh, then you talk about Emerson Gherkin, who's starting to get healthy again. She was battling some injuries. The Lady Tigers, I think, are poised to make a deep tournament run. Um, obviously, they think they know who they're going to have to end up running into there in that regional district championship. But I think Liberty Center is poised. They're experienced enough to yep. win here. They're going to have to battle that. Uh, you know, battle those. Uh, we took some time off. They're going to have a little bit of extended time off here. So they're going to have to, you know, have some have a good week of practice. 
I think Evergreen is a team that, hey, you know, we want to play those girls again. We want to play those girls again. I think Evergreen has played a solid season. Nine seed. I think Liberty Center, again, though, the favorite to come out of here. I would expect to see a Liberty Center-Oak Harbor matchup, the 1-2. I think that could be an interesting matchup. Again, I think Liberty Center the favorite. No arguments here. All right, let's look at the other side of Division Three. That should be the Northwest 2. Nope, Northwest 3. All right, let's look at the Northwest 3. We have <coughs> the Raiders of Wayne Trace as a 5 seed going against Fort Recovery, an 8 seed. Ottawa Glandorf, the 1 seed, going against Elmwood, the 11th seed. And then we have, yeah, those are our coverage teams on that one. Uh, Parkway, a 4 seed. Delphus Jefferson, a three seed. Allen East, a two seed. Cade Paulding versus Bluffton, 6-10 matchup. I like Paulding in that one. Uh, could see Paulding, Delphus Jefferson, a 3-6 matchup. I like Delphus Jefferson in that one. But um, I expect Delphus Jefferson or Allen East to come out on the, come out on top of the spot in a bracket. You've got Coldwater yep. and Van Buren. I think Coldwater is an interesting team, but I just like Allen East or Jefferson there on that bottom half. Agreed. Uh, looking at the top half, you got Parkway a four, OG a one seed, Elmwood an eleven seed, uh, Wayne Trace four recovery, the five eight matchup. The winner would travel to Parkway, the four seed for the sectional finals. Uh, Wayne Trace played a tough schedule. I think they're a pretty good team. Lexi Moore, a girl that's I think right, like yep, yep. Lexi Moore, very very good player. She's been good on the rebounding side of things for the Raiders all season long. I think she's had a really nice season. Look for her to continue to stay to stay playing well. I think they've been well coached all season this well too. They play a tough schedule. I, I that GMC is a tough conference, Cade. They play a tough schedule. I like Wayne Trace in that first game against Fort Covery. I think they can beat Parkway as well. Just think they're going to run into a buzzsaw there with OG. OG I think comes out of this this district pretty handily here. Yeah, they got to be the heavy favorite this one. It's kind of an easy bet. I think Dolphus Jefferson and Allen East are pretty good teams. I just think OG. Uh, a little bit too strong. They are very good, good depth. Uh, Coach Troyan over there really has those girls playing really, really hard and always knows how to get the best out of them, especially uh, when it comes down to tournament time. So that's the Division Three side of things. A um, couple of other Division Three: Kettering, Archbishop, Alter, a three seed there in Division Three. Uh, Reading is a seven seed in Division Three. Don't you dare. Let's look at, we got Warrensville Heights, also a one seed. So, Division three pretty wide open. Kate, I I like OG in this bracket. I, I mean, we're talking all of Division three. There's four regions. Um, I like the way that OG, their schedule has prepared them. They play teams from up here in the NWL. They play teams that are in the MAC. They play a really tough schedule. They've been dominant all season long. They lost to Toledo Central Catholic girls. I think one other girls, one other loss, or are they 17-1? I can't remember for sure, but I'll tell you what. That OG squad is, I mean, they are very, very good. They have some young girls that are really good. Obviously, you talk about Carson Erford just matched her career or broke her career high the other night with points. I think 22 or 21 she had. You talk about Caitlin Commit. Very good shooter. 
they have a lot of girls on their team that like to that just play hard and play together. And I think that is a very, very tough team. And I think they could definitely win state this year, in my opinion, in Division Three. They have one other loss, and that was to Fort Laramie. Fort Laramie, and that's yep. a team that you had talked about talked about at the beginning of the season that was going to be very good. good. Fort Laramie, a Division Two or Division Four? Division Two. All right. Speaking of Division Two, let's head over to Division Two. The Manfield Senior. In the Mansfield uh, Senior District, then the Northwest One. Napoleon is an eight seed. They will play the winner of Lima Bath, the three seed in Defiance. I think Lima Bath gets that one. Lima Bath, we've seen battle Brian over the past couple of years in the tournament. Wasion a six seed. They play Maumee. I think Wasion gets that one. Uh, Salina versus Liberty Benton. I do think Liberty Benton is the best team here in the top seed. I think you're going to see a Lima Bath. Liberty Benton district semifinals. That one's going to be at Miller City High School. I like the way that Liberty Benton plays. They're a big physical team. They're tall. Um, they like to play a lot around the glass in the paint. Uh, they will disrupt you by getting in the paint, being physical with you offensively. Um, I like Brian as well as in this district as well. Um, Rogers, a four seed, could see a Brian Rogers matchup to get to the district finals. Would love to see a Brian. Uh, uh, Liberty Benton matchup, a rematch of a couple of weeks ago that Brian was able to win. Again, we've seen Lima Bath give Brian a couple of really good games. Kate, thoughts on the Division Two bracket here? Yeah, pretty much expect a Lima Bath Brian rematch again. That'd be some. That'd be fun, in my opinion. I'm all for. Let's get another little small rivalry going here in tournament basketball. So, as far as I know, I think Brian's probably one of my favorites to come out of it again. Yeah, you know, and, and they made it all the way to the state semifinals last year where they were upset by Miss Ohio basketball, Purcell Marion, a, a very, very good team. And I'll tell you right now, that girl was only a sophomore, I believe, so I think that she's going to be right back in the thick of things again this year. Uh, Akron, St. Vincent, St. Mary's a one seed uh, in that Division Two. Um, a couple other Division Two teams that I think you're going to have to look out for. Is uh, there they are Cincinnati Purcell Marion? They're a one seed. They'll play Cincinnati Hughes. They actually already played their tournament game. Really? They won eighty four forty five. Um, yeah, the Bellefontaine won against Carlisle forty five twenty nine. These games were all played on February fourteenth. Um, on the seventeenth, Urbana the one seed beat Springfield Northwestern. The 18th seed, 62-19. to 19. Tippecanoe, two seed. They won 62-21. to 21. Um, Hamilton-Baden, also a two seed uh, in this bracket as well. Hamilton-Baden, a team that we're familiar with from football oh. coverage. Um, Mansfield Senior, a one seed. Port Clinton, a five seed here in Division Two. Bellevue, a two seed. Norwalk a four seed, you know, I, you know Brian last year was really close. Cade, do they get over the hump this year? Is there a chance that they can get back to the state semifinals again? I think there's a pretty good chance. I mean, they do lose a little bit of depth, but they're still a very very talented team. So I don't see why they don't have a chance. Just stay healthy is the big question. Yeah, I think that as long as they stay healthy, they have a chance to make a lot of noise mm. uh, in their respective. Uh, bracket, I think Division One. 
If we were to talk about that, I think Anthony Wayne is a really good basketball team. They have a chance to get in there. But, man, I, I'll tell you what, these there you, you can see some really good girls' matchups. You know, we talk about some of our coverage teams. It's going to be the Northwest 3 versus the Northwest 2. So if it's like it plays out again last year, you could see that Liberty Center Ottawa Glandorf rematch for the regional semifinals. Uh, I think Ottawa Glandorf was beat by Margareta, if I'm not mistaken, the following week. I think I'm right on that. I think you are too. I think I'm right on that. And that's a, you know, I, I just think the Division Three bracket is probably my favorite. Um, I think there's a lot of really, really good teams in here. You know, Afacentric is uh, a div, or a two seed in this one. I, You know, Kate, is there a team that you think could sneaky uh, that's in our coverage? Do you think there's a team that sneakily could get past uh, the 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 where they're probably not supposed to be? Is there a chance that Fairview can upset Liberty Center uh, in a rematch? Um, is there a chance that OG gets taken down? I mean, what are maybe some of the surprises that you're looking forward to seeing there? Yeah, I really like to see the LC and Otto Glendorf rematch again. You know, Louis Center, a year older, a little bit more experience. Been, I think that was the first time they ever been there last year. Was that correct, Phil? First time in 20 years. First time in 20 years. So if you can get back-to-back there. So now you're experienced. You've been there before. So get off to a really good start. That's probably the game I'm looking forward to. I don't really see too many upsets happening per se. But let me go home and let me do a little bit more research, and I'll give you an answer. Well, the regional championship of that one will be played at Elida Fieldhouse, and it would be – the winner of the Northeast Four and the Northeast Two. So that's what I think is interesting, and that's in the Region Nine, Northeast Four, Brooklyn, uh, Ravina Southeast, Smithville, Canfield South Range. Those are some of the teams in that bracket. So, uh, Kate, any final thoughts you want to leave uh, leave us with here uh, before we uh, get finished up here? Not really too much. Just looking forward to tournament, looking forward to having those long drives. Looking forward, Phil and I, hopefully we can get up to Bowling Green this year for some I'll tournament for boys and girls. Definitely we'll be there for some of those. Um, I think, uh, you know, I love the district finals, when it comes to high school basketball, you know, I thought last year at the um, the game between uh, Wayne Trace and uh, OG was one of the biggest crowds I've ever seen. I think the Van Wert-Rossford game was really exciting. I think the Crestview-Marion local game was really exciting. Um, it's one of my favorite things about tournament basketball is that, you know, you get some of those out-of-the-ordinary matchups and you just never know who's going to come on top. You can throw – records out yep. the wall. I mean, I know it's said, you know, hey, well, we're this seeded team for a reason. Well, absolutely. But, you know, if you're not used to seeing those teams, they can create mismatches. We talked about a little bit out earlier um, with Delta and their 3-2 zone and how they're able to disrupt things. And if you're not used to seeing it, it could really cause some havoc. So I'm interested to see how that all plays out. Cade, we also had a new OHSAA ruling of um, expanding divisions. Um you know, they expanded the divisions for basketball, baseball, softball, girls' basketball, widened it out a little bit more. You know, we just talked about these girls 
in boys' brackets. We have 27, 28, 29 teams in some of these divisions. I think it's going to evenly spread out a little bit. You're going to see some smaller schools playing smaller schools. Kay, do you have any thoughts on this new OHSA implications? I mean, I'm still kind of in the middle about it right now because I'm kind of a traditionalist guy. I kind of like, I kind of like four a lot. I mean, maybe seven was a little too much right now. Maybe put it, put it at five and see what would happen. I just don't know exactly how that spread's going to work. Is a Division One team, for example, like a smaller Division One, are they going to go down to D3? Just I don't know how it's all going to affect everything, so I got to look a little bit more into it. But right now I'm kind of in the middle. I think it's interesting. I think you're going to see you know some teams a little bit happier playing those um, – uh, playing schools that are similar size, I think that's interesting. Um, I do think it opens the door for some other teams that are smaller divisional schools, smaller schools that are going up against those bigger schools. You know, I think it'll be interesting. However, um, you know, is it going to have that big of an effect when it comes to the finals in the tournament? Because, you know, you're playing the same divisional teams that you're playing uh, you know, what's the difference going to be with that? I think it's all going to be interesting to see how it all ties together. You know, the OHSA has done a lot of work over the past couple of years. They brought in a lot of new stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how this formulates as well, just to see where it all grows and goes to. Kate, any final thoughts before we turn ourselves in here for the night? Um, obviously getting excited to start tournament basketball this week. Girls will start first this weekend. Boys will follow up. Uh, they have one week left of the regular season, so yep. girls will start this week. Boys will start next week during the week, I think Monday, Tuesday maybe. Um, any final thoughts on uh, tournament basketball? Maybe uh, your favorite division, maybe uh, your favorite venue of where you can't yeah. wait to see a team play. Or, uh, you know, obviously last year we saw uh, Wayne Trace upset Emmanuel Christian. We saw um, – uh, uh, what was the uh, – we saw Crestview and Marion Local come down to the stretch. Or yep. Maybe talk about some of the things uh, along those lines that you're looking forward to. i got to say, like, my favorite venue for a district is probably the Napoleon High School, the Grand Canyon. Got to love it. Then following that's probably Lima Senior High School where Otto Glendorf plays at. So I think it's far nice as – It would be nice to play at the Stroh. I think that would be really Stroh. cool too. Stroh's cool too. I never got to play – to hear about Anderson Arena – but probably that was a really awesome place to play. So I guess my favorite division, though, has probably got to be Division Four with that Elida district because, to me, that's probably the toughest district in Ohio. I agree with you. There's going to be a lot of good games coming up. We can't wait to get as many of them as we can at you. Uh, we will do our best. We're still having some technical difficulties in our other computers, so I'll do the best I can to get our other episode posted. Um, as soon as we can. This one will go up right now, so I'm not worrying about it. Um, just want to say thank you to all of our sponsors. Dorian Hooker's Pro Day Performance Training with Jordan Berdu and Dorian Hooker and Barbie Munn. Uh, Jim out there in Waterville, Ohio. Go out there if you want to be a better you. Hang out with them out there. Uh, great, great equipment, great atmosphere. Um, just a great place to better yourself. Uh, AB Perfectionist Painting and Knock It Out Drywall. You can give Austin Purdue and the guys a call at 419-906-1627. His drywall guys will come destroy some stuff and his and put it back together, and his painters will paint it up nice and good for you. It's quality painting made easy. God, 
God, what a song. I need, sometimes you just got to jam, huh? I feel like I'm going back to, like, my teenage days. Yeah. <laughs> well, Black Eyed Peas, man. Yeah. The Tiger Den Dairy Bar with Duke Snyder and family. You can They are reopening this week sometime. Get up there and get some food, get some ice cream, order a Duke burger, and tell them the end zone militia crew sent you. And Swan Welding, fabrication services since 1956, supporting local high school athletics since, well, about 1856. Chambers Control Company with Kirk Chambers, solar panel stuff, techie stuff that'll give me headaches for months. Three cord, sign it, sew it, screen it, print it. Mr. Field Goal himself, Joshua Martin. Meyer Bait and Hop Insurance Company, servicing the people of Northwest Ohio since 1933. KK Collision, a leader in the auto repair industry of Northwest Ohio for 25 years, and or over 25 years, and a location right here in Liberty Center, just uh, north of Liberty Center in 109. Um, and I think I got all of our sponsors. I think. I think you did. Hey, a boy. Do my best I can. So, with that being said. From my co-chairman, Captain Cademan. And I am the snowman, the chairman, the stats guy. And just remember that stats are cool. And I can't wait to cover some tournament basketball with you, Cade. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a Best good time, time of the year. And that will do it for us here tonight. Join us here on our next episode. 